Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Elford, the host of All Andy Elford, and you are listening to a special edition of All Andy Elford, our Falcon Friday edition, right here on the Anchor Network. And you're listening to me on the plethora of platforms when it comes to the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes and Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into the show. As you can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. Friday's edition of AllAndyAlfred, the Falcon Friday edition, is taped live in front of all of you on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored, and full of content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Guess who's back? All in the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span. I'm going to get shut out. Dumbino hit to a home run. Go home, Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. I feel absolutely miserable tonight. One, the Jackets lost in Detroit in front of yours truly with my beautiful wife. They lose 4-1. to one. That's part one. Part two was earlier in the week, last week. Went five and nine in my NFL picks. Five and nine. I went great in my college picks last week. Bowling Green couldn't get the job done against against Northern Illinois. But the Rockets fall to Central Michigan. They're not for real, folks. They're absolutely not for real. Uh, They're not going to win the division. I'll tell you that right now. The Browns surprised me last night on Thursday Night Football. Absolutely surprised me, even though I took Denver. 0-1 to start the week. It's not a good sign. But the Jackets did bounce back last night against Winnipeg. The Walleye get ready for their season opener tomorrow night in Kalamazoo. And I'm headed across enemy territory tomorrow. A Falcon Friday edition of the program starts right now here on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook Live. And I love you guys and welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred. Yes, it is the Falcon Friday edition. Yes, I am playing a little bit of this terrible song. You know why? Because it's a Falcon Friday. Because after all, I still have the old, old iPod. Oh, you see. 
You know why? It's We are looking forward to a great college football weekend. Oh, yeah. Because it's a Falcon Friday edition of the program. You know why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we are looking forward to this fantastic weekend, and I hope you are having a great week. You are listening to all Andy Elfer tonight right here on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight as you can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred as well as at AllAndyAlfred as well as on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. So welcome in. And of course, with it being Friday, it's a Falcon Friday edition on Facebook Live. So welcome into the program. A lot to get into tonight, of course. We're going to talk and preview Week 7 of the NFL. Of course, Denver coming up, coming into Cleveland last night. We'll break that game down for you guys. Also, we'll preview game the Week 7 slate as Matthew Stafford welcomes in his former team to the beautiful confines of SoFi Stadium, and they'll host the Detroit Lions. We'll have that preview for you tonight as well as week eight of the college football spectrum. Big games this weekend, of course. The big one at the beautiful confines of Notre Dame Stadium as USC takes on Notre Dame. Also, Indiana hosts Ohio State. Northwestern is at the big house to take on Michigan. Of course, the big matchup over at the Glass Bowl tomorrow night is Western Michigan taking on Toledo. And at noon tomorrow, of course, the Eastern Michigan Eagles take on our Bowling Green State University Falcons. So welcome into the program tonight, and let's dive into it first and foremost. And if you have a comment on Facebook, go ahead. I see we've got a few people coming into the uh, Facebook page. Welcome in. As this is an interesting show tonight, we're going to start first and foremost on the ice. And we'll talk about the Jackets first and foremost. I got an opportunity on Tuesday night to see the Jackets take on the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. Now, this is the first time since COVID that I've been back at Little Caesars Arena. And as a visiting fan, it was interesting. To say the least. Interesting to say the least. Had some great seats. The wife picked out the seats. Love you. They were fantastic. They were fantastic seats. And I will say this. You have interesting people that develop. And we'll get to the Andy rants about it here in just a minute. But the seats were great. The outcome was not as great as I was hoping for. But let's recap. Let's do the jacket recap for you. Of course, we had three games this past week as the Jackets. We didn't do a show on Tuesday night. We are back at it tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about what we've seen so far. The Jackets took on the Seattle Kraken last Saturday night. The first and only time the Jackets will be playing at home against the Seattle Kraken. And they win in overtime by a score of 2-1. to one. The scoring started off by Brandon Talbot. His third of the season from Ryan Donato. It was one nothing Seattle after 40 minutes of play. And then Eric Robinson getting his first of the season from Gregory Hoffman and Scott Harrington. It was 1-1 after 60 minutes. And then we go into overtime. And, of course, the $10 million man himself, 
Of course, Patrick Laine buries it past the goaltender Grubar, and the Jackets go to two and zero as they beat the Seattle Kraken by a score of two to one in overtime. Laine, the number one star, Robinson, the number two star, and Elvis Merzlikens. The number three star. The overall stats looked like this. The Jackets had 25 shots on net to the, the Kraken's 20. On the faceoff dot, the Jackets were 54% to the Kraken's 46%. Both teams were 0 for on the power play. The Jackets out hitting the Kraken by a score of 29 to 24. And like I said, Merce Linkus in the game. A great outing for him. He stopped 19 of 20 with a save percentage of a point. 9-5-0, and for the Kraken, like I mentioned before, it was Grubauer stopping 23 of 25, his save percentage of a point nine two zero. So we get up to uh, Tuesday night, and Tuesday night, the wife and I went up to Little Caesars Arena, had a great time, Jackets, Red Wings, part one of this three games, three games, two games in Detroit, one game in Nationwide this season. Great seat, 40 minutes of play. We had no scoring, of course. And let me just talk about this game first and foremost. One thing is for certain. The Jackets were absolutely sluggish in this game. They looked absolutely sluggish. They looked absolutely flat. I was not very impressed with them. They were being Their first shot on net was at the 11-minute mark of the first period. They've gone nine minutes without putting a shot on net. Detroit already had 11 shots on net. You can't have that. I know it's early. It's the first road game of the season, but you can't have that. You just can't have it. You have to be consistent. And I noticed three things about this game. One, the inconsistent passing. You know, they just dumped and chased the most, the majority of this game. They dumped and chased the majority of this game. And I just absolutely was just furious over this. Because you're playing hockey, you're playing it two ways. You've got to get better. You know, cleaner, crisper passes. You've had six preseason games, two regular season games. You've had all of a training camp, and your passing is still at an ECHL level. Can't have that. Can't have that. Number two, Patrick Laine had probably one of the worst games I've seen in his entire career. On Tuesday night, could not back check, could not put anything into front. Was part of my language, but he was half ass. He was really half ass, and I, 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 I told my wife, I said, "This is not the Patrick Line I watched a few days ago against Seattle. This is not the same guy that I watched in highlights in the preseason. This is not the same guy that I've been listening to." from Bob McKelligan and Jody Shelley and all the other jacket people that are saying, hey, you know, he's good. He's going to be better. He's got his payment. He did not look good. He did not look good at all. So the $10 million right now for me, <laughs> wasted. All right, number three. The fans in Detroit don't know what a hit is. They absolutely don't know what a hit is. I swear to God. Okay, in the third period, okay, they were down, the Jackets were down one nothing. okay? So they go into the play, and right in front of me and my wife, we're sitting there, 18 rows from the ice. We're sitting the play. 
The kid from Detroit slides into the boards. Jack Roslevic finishes his check, and it looks like a low check, looking like a boarding call. And Todd and and this this Bertuzzi decides to check up on Jack Roslevic and absolutely lay him out from behind. An old Marty McSorley takeout, greeter takeout. I absolutely was furious, and the fans were furious because Bertuzzi was the only one that got called. Roslevic didn't get called. Mickey Redman, Ken Daniels, Jody Shelley, Jeff Rimmer, all the broadcasters, including Bob McElligan, who's now following me on Twitter, of course, all said that that was a clean check. And the fans of Detroit were chanting for no damn reason. But it did capitalize on that power play for the Jackets. Jackets did get a goal in that power play. And it was by the captain, Boone Jenner. Some goals make you want to go Boone. And it was his second of the season. Voracek, his third assist. Patrick Line, his third assist. As it was 2-1 Detroit. As Raymond getting his first goal. Starting it all off for Detroit in the third period. Then Tyler Pertuzzi, his fifth of the season. 2-0 Detroit. Boone Jenner getting his first is getting the Jackets on the board with his second goal of the night. Second goal of the season, my apologies. And then it was all Detroit, two empty netters. I looked to the wife and I said, ready? When they bury that third, first empty netter, looked to her, I said, it's over. I turned to the fan that was standing next to me and said, congratulations, have a great season. Because I always do that because the Jackets always play the Red Wings either the first game of the season or the third game of the season in Detroit. Of course, gets the big 4-1 win. Larkin, the number one star. Lucas Raymond, the number two star. Jonas Carposal, the number three star. And I'd say this. His team laid him out to dry in this game. Absolutely laid him out to dry. Shots on goal in this game. Detroit had 45 shots on Jonas Carposal. To the Jackets, 23. At the faceoff dot, the Jackets were 51% to the Red Wings, 49%. Jackets 1-for-4 on the power play. And by the way, I will say it again. They got lucky on that power play because after... But it was a clean play. It was a clean check. Bertuzzi had no absolute right to go after Jack Roslevic on Tuesday night. Absolutely no right. I know he's going to stick up for his guy who just got laid out because he blew a tire and Roslevic went to finish the check. I don't care. I know you people are going to raise hell about it, you Red Wing fans. But I will say this. That was a clean play. Even Mickey Redmond, standing in Waldorf, even agreed. All the Blue Jacket people agreed. It was a clean check. So do not call and say the word bullshit the entire time. The whole section around me, and I felt very, very uncomfortable with that. The wife and I were wearing our jacket jerseys, matching jacket jerseys, and people were shouting bullshit. I was a fr- when they scored the one goal. That was the one time I actually stood up. In all the times I've gone to Little Caesars, I have never stood up for a goal. And when they finally scored, I said, "It's about damn time." I stood up and clapped. I was afraid I was going to have another situation. What happened to me in Cleveland when I got pelted with hot dog wrappers as a Tiger fan? I felt that that pressure. Coming. Honestly did. 
Both teams had eight minutes in penalties. The both teams equaled out in their hit totals at eleven. The Jackets were out blocked twelve to seven in the game. But like I said, Corpusalo was laid out to dry in this game, taking 42, 42 out of the forty-five shots. Excuse me, forty-three out of the forty-five shots on net were stopped by him. Plain and simple. I'm reading some of these Facebook comments. I want to say hey to everybody that's watching us. And Brian Keaton is writing, Red Wings youngsters are some scrappers. They are scrappers. Let's talk about opening night, Brian. Larkin gets hit. He goes after a guy. You can't have, you can't have that be your captain. You're supposed to stand your ground. Plain and simple. Stand your ground. That's why Bertuzzi's there. I'm going to just say it. Just say it. I agree with him. There's some scrapping young guys on this Red Wings team. But I'm just saying, there was no need to go after Jack Roslevic for finishing his check. Plain and simple. Absolutely plain and simple. But we had a good time. It was a great time. Probably go back up in April when they come back to town. Jackets will probably be out of the playoffs. That's to be expected. But we'll see. They did get back on the bump last night, and they beat the New York Islanders in overtime by a score of 3-2. to two. And it was good. It was absolutely good. The Jackets, in overtime, beat the New York Islanders 3-2, to two, who are on this long road trip, the Islanders are, before their building opens up, which is just surprising. No goals in the first period. It was 20 minutes, no score. And then Mayfield, the wrong Mayfield, scored. Unassisted beating Elvis versus Lincolns. It was one nothing. Islanders and then Boone Jenner, getting his third of the season, tying the game on the power play. One one and then the kid, Cole Sillinger, eighteen years old, eighteen years and fifty four days old, gets his first professional NHL goal. The father. Mike Sillinger, his parents were back in Arizona, unfortunately, watching the game. And it was all Sillinger from Gavrikov and Bjorkstrand. It's 2-1 after 40 minutes. I'm saying to myself, oh boy, can we hold it? And then fucking Matt Barzell. Barzell is a killer of the jackets when it comes to the Islanders. Ties it up at 2 Ties it up at two from Dobson and Martin. And then that $10 million man, Patrick Line, who can only score in overtime, gets the game winner again. I'm sitting down there with the coach, with my dad, watching this game on the ESPN Plus, watching the game. And he even said, it's about time for him to score. He loves watching the Jackets with us. He loves watching the Jackets with me. And uh, I love watching it with him. And it's good to see that that he loves the sport as much as I love the sport. And he loves my team, but he, he, he immediately turned on the Red Wing game and saw that they were losing 2 to nothing to Calgary. And he said, well, we'll watch the rest of the Jacket game. We're going to watch the rest of the Jacket game. I said, okay, that's fine. Because the Browns were absolutely destroyed. Destroying the Broncos. And we'll get to that here in just a second. But Line A, his second 
from Orinsky and Bjorkstrand. 3-2 Jackets was the final at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. Sillinger, the number one star. Barzell, the number two star. And Line A, the game winner in overtime, the number three star. The Jackets were outshot in the game 36-32. Both teams 50% off at the faceoff dot. The Jackets won for four on the power play. And they also led in penalty minutes. Only six minutes of penalties to the Islanders' eight. Uh, the Islanders out hitting the Jackets in the game 26-11. to Both teams had ties in blocks at 13 apiece. And by the way, Merce Lincoln stopping 34 of 36. The save percentage of a point nine four four for the Islanders. It was Sulkin 29 of 32 stopping his save percentage of point nine oh six. So the Jackets are now off. They will welcome in the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. At 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. Then they will welcome in the Dallas Stars before the long road trip. So we'll see what happens. We'll absolutely see what happens. And I love seeing that Brian's commenting and saying the coach, yes, my dad, the coach. He used to, um, to those that are don't know about it, he used to coach baseball and basketball. And both me and Brian were uh, good friends, um, we're great, we're best friends. And uh, we um, we had our fathers coach us. So the coach, I give him a, give him the wave to him when you see, when I see him later on tonight. Um, he says he also Brian also says love to hear eighteen year old in the bigs. Yes, this kid is a fantastic player, a great two way player. I hope that you know he's going to be a jacket for a long time. So hopefully they don't trade this key piece away. So. We'll see what happens with that. Of course, we're we got games going on tonight. We have one final as of right now. The uh, San Jose Sharks are winner five to three over the Maple Leafs. The Leafs are in trouble. I'll say that. Uh, Six forty one to go in the second period. It is the Stars and Kings tied at one. The Bruins beat up on the Sabers. Give the Sabers their first loss. Four one was the final there. The nightcap Vegas is at home to take on the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night. Slate looks like this. Besides the Jackets and Hurricanes, the Leafs are in Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins. It will also be Nashville in Winnipeg to battle the Jets. Ottawa is at home against the Rangers. You also have Washington hosting the Calgary Flames. Minnesota is at home taking on the Anaheim Ducks. Tomorrow night, the Detroit Red Wings take on the Montreal Canadiens, who are 0-5, looking for their first win. We'll see how that's going to shape up. Also, Tampa Bay taking on the Colorado Avalanche. 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. The Devils will welcome in the Buffalo Sabres. Devils 2-1. The Sabres 3-1. Florida is in Philadelphia to battle the Flyers. And I'm going to say this right now. Talking a little NHL still. I love the coverage on TNT. I absolutely love the coverage. I love Paul Bissonnette. I love Anson Carter. I love Liam McHugh. And I love Wayne Gretzky. You know who TNT should really go after? All right, shop it in. They should go after Don Cherry. What's he doing? He's just sitting there doing podcasts with his son. You put Don Cherry into the thing, into the play, I swear to God, that ratings are going to go way the hell up. So why not? Why not put Don Cherry on TNT? You have two buddy kids. You have Bissonette. You have, you have Wayne Gretzky. Why not put Don Cherry into the situation? 
one of the greatest hockey minds out there. And he's out there as a free agent. The American media will absolutely love him. I will say that over and over and over again. They absolutely will love him. So, we'll see. L.A. takes on St. Louis, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. The Islanders continue their long road trip. They'll head out to the Arizona to battle the Coyotes. And the Kraken will have their first home game tomorrow night against Vancouver, 10 o'clock. That game on CBC. The game will also be on ESPN. I'm just letting you know that now. Get your TV schedules in order for that because that is going to be a show. I am so happy to hear that Everett Fitzhugh, our good friend, who is the main broadcaster radio side of the Seattle Kraken, negative COVID test. He's back in the booth. He's ready for the home opener tomorrow night. So we'll be listening to you, Everett. Love you, buddy. So there's that for you. Let's take a look at the standings around the NHL right now. Florida, top spot in the Atlantic at 4-0. Buffalo, second spot, 3-1. Detroit is in third at 2-1-1. Metropolitan looks like this. Washington at a perfect 3-0-1. The Rangers are 3-1-1 with 7 points. Carolina, 3-0 overall, the wild card. Pittsburgh and Columbus, it's early. It's really early. I don't like looking at this the standings. But the teams that are have not gotten a win yet. Eastern Conference, there's only been one. That is Montreal. Western Conference, it's a full slate. You have Chicago, who is my pick to win the whole damn thing this year, has not yet won a hockey game. I'm a little worried about my pick. But it's early. It is extremely early. We are now, what, two weeks into the season. Extremely early. When we get to the 20-game mark, that will really tell us who is a contender in the NHL. Really, who will be a contender in the NHL. Arizona and Chicago have not yet recorded wins as of yet. So we'll see how that all shakes out for you right there. And yeah, apparently the wife is telling me that I jinx the Chicago Blackhawks. I probably did. So we'll see what happens. We'll absolutely see what happens. Uh, news, of course, uh, from Pittsburgh, of course, Sidney Crosby has no targeted date yet after his wrist surgery. That's not good if you're a, a Penguins fan. Tonight was the first event at the new Climate Pledge Arena. It was a Coldplay concert. Tomorrow night is the first official sporting event, which is the Seattle Kraken. And, and I'll say this. I got my water, by the way. I will say this. I hope that this works out for Seattle because I love to see the NBA go back to Seattle, too. I like to see the Seattle, uh, Seattle Supersonics come back. We'll see how it works out. We'll absolutely see how it works out. As you're listening and watching all Andy for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And now let's dive into, also on Facebook Live, of course, I forgot to mention, facebook.com slash Elford on this Falcon Friday edition of the program. Now let's dive a little bit into the NFL. The NFL is going to shape up. This week seven of the NFL is ready. We're ready for this big week. Of course, uh, let's talk about last night. 
if we must. And last night, no Baker Mayfield. No Nick Chubb. No Kareem Hunt. I looked at that game, and I circled Denver as my pick. I literally did. I had I had Denver picked in this game. And sure enough, what happens? Cleveland just surprises me. Absolutely surprises me. No Mayfield. No running backs. Good running backs. They get the third string running back in. And Case Keenum as the, as the quarterback. They get Jarvis Landry back. Odell Beckham. He's a waste. And the Browns win with their with their third stringers. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. As they beat Denver 17 to 14 on Thursday night at at First Energy Stadium. Teddy Bridgewater had a great game. His QBR rating was a 34.8 as he completed 23 of 33 attempts for 187 yards. He had two TDs, one interception in the game. Williams, four catches for 20 yards. Melvin Gordon, the third, eight, cat, eight run, uh, running attempts for 18 yards. Sutton, five catches for 68 yards. Williams, six catches, 32 yards, one TD. Melvin Gordon also had two catches for 14 yards, one TD in the game. For the Browns, Case Keenum, great outing. His QBR of 46.7. He completed 21 of 33. His uh, yards of 199 yards, one TD in the game. Uh, the rushing game was a pretty stacked, but it was also led by Johnson, who had 22 carries for 146 yards and one TD. He averaged 6.6 yards a carry. His longest yardage was 20 yards. On the receiving end, Hooper, two catches, 42 yards. Landry, five catches, 37 yards. Odell Beckham Jr., two catches, 23 yards. And the catch was, of course, to Stanton for one yard. And that was all. Browns need it as they win 17-14 to over Denver. By the way, the team stats looked like this. The Browns had 23 first downs to the Broncos, 15. On third down, the Browns were 9 for 15. The Broncos were 5 for 11. Both teams perfect, 1 for 1 on fourth down. Total yards, the Browns had 376 total yards to Denver's 223. Of the 223 yards for the Broncos, 182 through the air, 41 yards on the ground. That defense really stood tall and collapsed the pocket many times on Teddy Bridgewater. For the Browns, of the 376 total yards that they had, they had 194 through the air, 182 on the ground. Penalties, nine penalties for the Browns, 60 yards. The Broncos had two penalties for 15 yards. The Broncos turned it over one time for an interception. Browns, no turnovers. They led in the possession arrow, 36 minutes and 51 seconds to 23 minutes and 9 seconds. So the Browns getting a 17-14 win. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. If you are a gambling person, please do not listen to my picks. They are not the best. After last week going 5-9 and nine on this podcast, personally overall going 6-10, and 10, See, it'd be six and eight. Here we go. For week seven of the National Football League. Here we go. We'll all start with the one o'clock games. Washington, the football, Washington football team laid by Chase Young. 
will take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I will take the Packers at home. Kansas City travels to Tennessee to battle the Titans. The Titans coming off that big win against the against the Buffalo Bills. My Bills. Kansas City laying four and a half. Four and a half point favorites. Take the Chiefs. Atlanta is in Miami to battle the Dolphins. Both teams absolutely are terrible. Atlanta two and three. Miami one and five. Atlanta laying two and a half down to Miami. I will take Atlanta in that game. The J E T S sucks, sucks, sucks. The New York Jets travel up to Foxborough to battle Bill Belichick. And the New England Patriots, Patriots 2-4, the Jets 1-4, New England laying 7 points down on this one. I'll take the Patriots, plain and simple. There you go, Zach. There you go, Jess. You got your you got your wish. You got the Patriots on Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS. Carolina heads into the Meadowlands to battle the G-Men, the New York football Giants. Carolina three and three. The Giants one and five. Carolina laying down three points in this game. I'll take Carolina. The Bengals travel down to the to the jungle. Yes, I'm talking about Baltimore. They go into Baltimore to base Lamar Jackson. Burrow versus Jackson. This is a great matchup right here. Baltimore laying six and a half in this game. Baltimore did not look good last week against the Baltimore looked dominant against the Chargers last week. They absolutely dominant in this game. I take Baltimore in that one. We get to the four o'clock games. Philadelphia is in Vegas. The first home game since John Gruden was fired. How will the fans respond at Allegiant Stadium? Eagles. Not favor Vegas laying down three. It's a basically a pick 'em game. Pick the Raiders. Four twenty-five. Houston goes into Arizona to battle the Cardinals. Cardinals six and zero. Houston one and five. I'll take Arizona. Arizona sixteen point favorite, eighteen point favorite in the game. The Bears travel down to Tampa Bay to battle Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Fields versus Brady. Take Brady. Plain and simple. Which sets up this. 4.05 kickoff on Sunday afternoon. As Matthew Stafford, the former Lions head quarterback, takes on his former team. Jared Goff, the quarterback of the, of the Lions, goes back to L.A. to battle his former team. The battle of the quarterbacks. Who's going to reign supreme? As the Lions are 0-6. As they take on the LA Rams. Rams 5-1. The Lions 0-6. Rams. I'm not having any faith. I told you this last week. I will say it again. The Lions will not win another game this year. I just have that feeling. I just don't think they will win another game this year. I really don't. I absolutely don't. So that's up Sunday night football. It's Indianapolis 
goes into Levi Stadium to battle the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers a four-point favorite in this game. Colts 2-4, and four, Niners 2-3. and three. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. So that's up Monday Night Football as New Orleans travels up to the 12th man to battle Seattle. New Orleans a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Seattle. I think Seattle gets the win on that one. I think that they get the bounce back in that one. So, like I mentioned before, Denver. I picked Denver to beat Cleveland. That was a wrong pick. So I'm 0-1 to start the week. So, again, here are the picks again to those that like to follow this. Right here. I have Green Bay defeating Washington. Kansas City take beating Tennessee. Atlanta beats Miami. The J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Lose to the New England Patriots. Carolina beats up on the G-Men. Baltimore gets the big win over Cincinnati. I have the Raiders getting the win over Philadelphia. Houston falling to the Cardinals. Tampa Tom gets the win over Chicago. They'll beat the Bears. I have Matthew Stafford powering past, like rolling over the Lions tomorrow afternoon on Sunday afternoon. And Indianapolis beating San Francisco on Sunday night football. Uh, Monday night I have Seattle beating New Orleans on Sunday. So there's that for you. Of course, the news and notes to pass along, of course. Uh, they're still in talks. Uh, the Giants are ruled rule Barkley, Tony, and Galladay out for Sunday. Uh, Gronkowski is still out for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. Uh, the Falcons have lost top edge runner Fowler to a knee injury. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to return as Lance and two others are out for the 49ers this upcoming week. So Jimmy G getting his opportunity to lead their te- lead his team to the promised land. So we'll see how that all shakes out. We'll absolutely see how it all shakes out. So there is that for you as you are listening and watching all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the podcast and thank you for watching us right here on Facebook Live as we will now head into, we're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to break up the fo- football segments, of course. Talk a little baseball, of course, with the N- MLB playoffs that are happening at MLB playoffs are in full swing. As right now, bottom of the sixth inning, the Astros on top of the Red Sox right now, one to nothing. Astros leading the series three games to two. Last night at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers put a shellacking on the Atlanta Braves by a score of eleven to two. Uh, that series, Atlanta leading the series three games to two. They now go back to Atlanta for Game Six tomorrow night, five oh eight first pitch, again at in Atlanta. Game Seven tomorrow, if necessary, will be Boston and Astros at eight oh eight on Fox. I I think the Astros will get the job are going to get the job done tonight. Unfortunately, as they're up one nothing right now, but you never know. You know we've seen how how much that has shaped up. Of course. The big news today, of course, is our boy Jonathan India was named from the Cincinnati Reds, was named Rookie of the Year from Baseball America, and this kid is absolutely fantastic. I think this kid is going to be a superstar for the Reds. 
He won't be as big as Joey Votto, but I think this kid is absolutely fantastic. I loved him last year. I talked highly about him during the summer shows when we were listening to when you were listening to All Andy Alford during the summer with the Reds recap. I think Jonathan India. We're just waiting on Major League Baseball to announce it. I think he is the Rookie of the Year this year. He'd had a fantastic season. I think it is clear that Jonathan India is our is the uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, news and notes around baseball, of course. Uh, the big news, of course, Aaron Boone signing a three-year deal with the Yankees. So he's going to be the skipper for the Yankees for a while. Of course, Carlo Carrasco from the Mets has a bone fragment removed from his elbow. He will be out six to eight months. So hopefully he'll be back by time. Uh, Brewers hitting coach Haynes out after the NLDS loss. So we'll see how that all shakes out. So there is the baseball recap, of course. Wanted to make mention a little bit about this, too. Uh, last night, yesterday afternoon, I got a chance to watch the WWE pay-per-view event out of Saudi Arabia, the Crown Jewel. A great pay-per-view. Absolutely great pay-per-view. And it was one of those pay-per-views that, you know, it's so underrated a little bit. It's a little underrated, in my opinion. You have some of the great contests. Last night, of course, Edge battling Seth Rollins and Helen LaSalle. It was a fantastic match while they stole the show. Um, I enjoyed the Big E... Uh, Drew McIntyre match. That was a pretty good match. I am very happy that Xavier Woods, and I know my friend Taron Bland is ecstatic that Xavier Woods wins the King of the Reign. Selena Vega wins the Queen's Crown as well. Uh, also, Becky Lynch retains her SmackDown Women's Championship. And, of course, tonight is the first SmackDown since uh, since Saudi Arabia. So it's the new rosters are in order Got a chance to watch the beginning of SmackDown. And, you know, I I just don't like the fact that WWE pushes Brock Lesnar out so many times. You know, he should be, you know, I really want, and I, I, I know you're going to, people don't like what I'm going to opinion on this. You know, and you're going to say, oh, it's fake. Well, it's still real to me, damn it. Of course. Uh, for me, Roman Reigns, they have to move that belt. They have to move that belt soon. You know, I know merchandise line is really good with the bloodline situation, but I would love to see McIntyre get the Universal Championship. I love to see, you know, I would love to see Lesnar just beating the shit out of, out of Roman Reigns again. I think that match in how how I wish they played the the uh, Paul Heyman card a little bit better. I really do. I wish they play that card a lot more because that was fantastic what they did. Absolutely fantastic for what they did. And for that, I just think it's just key to the whole the whole situation. So better ratings if you move the belt off of Reigns. Now Raw's going to be a little bit of a different story. Raw's got a great belt leader with Big E Langston. I like Big E. He's a great champion. I just want to see who's going to step up to the plate. Of course, I think Finn Balor's going to step up to the plate some more. I think 
I I I just want to see what this what the situation what's going to be with Becky Lynch and and Charlotte Flair. Of course, they're going to exchange belts. It's it's typical. I wish they would just wrestle and be like a unification belt. But that's just that's just me. That's just me. So there's that for you. As you are listening and watching all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. If you have a question on our Facebook Live show, go ahead, post it up. Uh, we have plenty of time tonight to talk a little bit about uh, how the Jackets are doing, uh, how is your NHL team doing. We'll talk about your NHL team that you're rooting for. Right here on the Anchor Network as well uh, as well as on Facebook Live, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that as we now dive into Week Eight of the college football spectrum. We've had some few games already take place. We'll recap some of the top twenty-five games here in just a few moments. So we're diving now into Week Eight of the college football season. Of course, two games have taken place. Of course. And uh, I see that my wife has said, let me get your digits. I love it. I love you. Love you, babe. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, big upset. 14th-ranked Coastal Carolina falls to Appalachian State 30-27. to As App State gets the big win last night, SMU a big 55-26 to win over Tulane. So the top 25, going to get a little bit of a shakeup in the top 20, at least with Coastal falling out. So there's that for you. So now it is time to look at the top 25 matchups and set out the uh, predictor for the week for week eight of the college football spectrum. It all starts tomorrow at noon as second ranked 281-330-8004. Hmm, I have to dial that number out and see what that is. Like what I'm seeing? Like what I'm seeing. Okay, so... Cincinnati, 6-0, will go in and battle the midshipmen of the Naval Academy. Navy, 1-5. The, the Bearcats, second-ranked in the country at 6-0. It takes Cincinnati. Third-ranked Oklahoma goes into Kansas to battle the Jayhawks. Oklahoma, third-ranked in the country. Kansas, 1-5. I'll take Oklahoma in that game. And then you have 16th-ranked Wake Forest traveling into the Army. The battle, the Army, Wake's 4, 16th ranked, 6-0. Army 4-2 and two overall. Wake laying out three points in this game. I'm going to take the Army in that one. Take Army at home over Wake Forest. Oklahoma State travels to Matt Campbell to see Iowa State. Oklahoma State 6-0, 8th ranked in the country. Iowa State 4-2. and two. Iowa State 7-point favorites in this game. I'm going to take ISU in that one. Oregon, 10th ranked in the country. Travel out to UCLA, 3.30 kickoff for that one in Pasadena. UCLA, a one-point favorite. So this is a toss-up game. I think UCLA gets the win in that one. LSU with uh, Coach O being gone. Of course, that's the big news, of course, this week. Coach O being released at the end of the season. Four and three takes on twelfth rank Ole Miss. Three thirty kick on CBS. I'll take Ole Miss in that one. Clemson four and two overall. 
will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Pitt Panthers. Panthers 5-1, 23rd ranked in the country. Pitt, 3.5-point favorite. I'm going to take Pitt in that game. Take Pitt in that one. Fourth ranked Alabama, 7 o'clock. Roll Tide, Bama. Roll Tide. They'll take on Tennessee, who is 4-3. Alabama, fourth ranked in the country at 6-1. Alabama, a 25-point favorite in this game. Roll Tide, Angela. Roll Tide. 22nd ranked floor, uh, San Diego State will battle the Air Force. Both teams, six wins. Air Force, one loss. Uh, Air Force, a three-point favorite. I'm going to take Joe Gilliam's team, and that is the Air Force. Take Air Force. Feel, I feel a little something tonight with the military. Not, <clears throat> not feeling the uh, Navy game. But I am going to take take the Air Force over San Diego State. As University of Texas at San Antonio, 24th ranked in the country. 7-0 will take on Louisiana Tech. At 7 o'clock, I will take UTSA. Which sets up uh, 7.30 kick on ESPN2. NC State travels to Miami to battle the Hurricanes. NC State, 3.5 point favorites. I'm going to take Miami in that one. Miami, Florida. Take that one. South Carolina will travel to Texas A&M. Texas A&M, 17th ranked in the country, 5-2 overall. South Carolina, 4-3. Texas A&M, 19.5-point favorite. I will take Texas A&M. What sets up tomorrow night's big game, the Bush Push, the big green jerseys, and, of course, the big rivalry, which I absolutely love. Fight, 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 fight. Win, 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 win. And Rudy is a real movie, by the way. Rudy is a real movie about a real story. As the 3-3 three and three USC Trojans head into South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Notre Dame 13th ranked in the country, 5-1 overall, 7-30 kick at beautiful, beautiful Notre Dame Stadium. Notre Dame, a seven-point favorite in this game. Go Irish. Notre Dame in this one. USC is absolutely terrible this year. Terrible. Terrible. Let's now we'll take a look at the Big Ten games, of course. We'll start with the Nooners. Illinois travels to 7th-ranked Penn State. That is a new kick on ABC. I'll take Penn State. That one. That's for you, Zach. 3 o'clock kickoff. Wisconsin travels to 25th-ranked Purdue. Purdue coming off the big win over Iowa last week. And by the way, I want to make mention of this. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 wins last week in the college football pick for me. And one, two, three, four, five losses. 18 and five last week, by the way, in college football picks. So Penn State over Illinois. I have Wisconsin losing to Purdue tomorrow. Purdue getting back on the horse, getting five wins. 
I think that'll get that done. Maryland travels to row the boat nation. They'll take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Both teams four and two. Minnesota laying four and a half points down in this game. I'm gonna take the Gophers in this one tomorrow. Michigan State off. What sets up the big two games, of course, tomorrow at noon. Big noon kickoff on Fox at the big house as the Northwestern Wildcats. Three and three overall travel to the big house to battle the sixth ranked Michigan Wolverines. Michigan six and zero. Oh, they're laying twenty three and a half points down. I think I think Michigan wins the game outright, but I think that's not going to be twenty three points. I'll take Michigan to beat Northwestern tomorrow afternoon at noon on Fox. Which sets up tomorrow night's game. 7.30 kickoff on ABC. As 5th ranked Ohio State travels to Bloomington. To take on the Indiana Hoosiers. The Hoosiers 2-4 and four this season. Ohio State coming off of the bye 5-1. and one. They are a 21 point favorite tomorrow. O-H-I-O. Ohio State on a mission after that loss to Oregon to beat up. Next week is a big slate. I cannot wait. Let me go over the slate for you, too. I love it. Michigan, Michigan State next week. You have Iowa at Wisconsin. And then the big one, 7.30 on ABC. Penn State goes to Ohio State. Big games next week in the Big Ten. Purdue at Nebraska, Indiana at Maryland. That's a joke game. But like it's and Rutgers at Illinois. Big slate games next week in the Big Ten. What sets up week eight of the Mid-American Conference? Let's talk a little Mid-American Conference football. We'll start with the noon kicks. First and foremost, Northern Illinois will travel to Central Michigan. Central Michigan coming off their overtime win over the University of Toledo. Central Michigan 4 and 3, NIU 5 and 2 coming off their big win over us Bowling Green. Noon kick on ESPNU, Michigan uh Central Michigan 5 point favorite in this game. So it's a really a 2 point favorite towards Central Michigan. I will take the Chippewas. Central Michigan gets the win. Kent State 1 o'clock will travel to Athens to battle the Ohio Bobcats. Kent State 5 point favorite in this game. I'm going to take the Ohio Bobcats. In this game. Ohio Bobcats in this one. 3.30 kickoffs. Miami of Ohio travels to Muncie, Indiana. The battle. The Ball State fighting football Cardinals. Fighting football Cardinals. Ball State 4-3. and three minute, uh, Miami 3-4. and four. Ball State laying 4 points in this game. I will take Ball State. Buffalo. 3.30 kickoff. We'll travel to Akron. Buffalo 12-point favorite in this game. I will take Buffalo, which now sets up our two local games. Let me write this down. We'll start first and foremost with the team that we dedicate this Friday show to. Tomorrow at noon on ESPN+. Plus, as it will be the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Four and three overall. Travel down to down I seventy five to battle 
are Bowling Green State University Falcons, who are 2-5 overall. Eastern Michigan, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So this is a half-point. This is a toss-up game, in my opinion. And, of course, I have to go with it again this week. I think they get the job done. I like what Scott Leffler was talking about. I will take Bowling Green to beat Eastern Michigan. Yes, I know it's a homer pick, but I'm telling you this. I think they get their first win in MAC play at home this year, this season. In the last two seasons, they haven't had a win. So I'll take BG beating Eastern Michigan. It sets up the 3.30 kick tomorrow afternoon at the Glass Bowl. Now, now I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this very, very carefully to us Bowling Green fans. I'm walking into enemy territory tomorrow. I have some friends that are have given me a pair of tickets to see uh, the University of Toledo take on Western Michigan in the blackout game tomorrow. Me and the wife are going to go. We're going to go see this this game. Probably going to wear all black. Of course, the match in with the rest of the rest of what's happening. But uh, Western Michigan five and two overall takes on the University of Toledo, or three and four, coming off of two losses in a row in their in their two MAC games so far. They're Western Michigan laying a point and a half in this game. I'll take Western. I think Western Michigan's the better team. So again, to recap the college football week eight slate, as I've rolled out on here, again, there's the NFL picks. If you missed the NFL picks, Go back to watch this or go back to listen to the program. The college football slate looks like this. I have Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Army, Iowa State, UCLA, Old Miss, Pitt, Alabama, the Air Force, UTSA, Miami, Florida, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame. The Big Ten slate, I have Penn State, Purdue, Minnesota, Michigan, and Ohio State. And in the MAC, I have Central Michigan, Ohio, Ball State, Buffalo, Bowling Green, and Central and Western Michigan. Take those picks. Use them where you want to. Like I mentioned before, I was 18... 18 and 5 last week in college football picks. Better in my college picks than it was in my NFL picks. Better in my college picks than in my NFL picks. There's that for you. As you're listening and watching our special edition of All in the Elf, the Falcon Friday edition of the show. As you're listening to us on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast tonight. And thank you for watching us right here on Facebook Live as well. As we are now headed into the final segment of All Andy Elver tonight. And that is the Andy Rants, of course. It's now time for Andy Rants tonight. And I want to say thank you again to all those that are watching as well as listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. And uh, we'll be back on the air on Tuesday night to recap on the Anchor Network for the regular edition of All Andy Alford to recap the weekend that was. And you'll also hear the post conference 
from Scott Leffler. And then we will back, be back on our Facebook Live show on Friday to preview week eight of the NFL season and week nine of the college football spectrum. Of course, we'll get that all squared away, and you'll hear how my week went on the football picks on Tuesday's edition of the show. So it's now time for Andy Rance tonight, and I want to make mention of this right off the bat. Of course, Tuesday night we went up to Detroit and had a great time. Uh, I got to give credit to a few people that made this this trip possible. Of course, I want to give a big mention to my wife. She got got me the tickets for our wedding, my wedding gift, and uh, I absolutely love and adore those tickets, and I absolutely love and adore my wife. And uh, I love you so much. Thank you so much for everything. Um, second of all, I want to thank the people, good people over at Greektown Casino. Had an opportunity to walk through the casino. We went to Wahlburgers beforehand. Had a great dinner. Dinner didn't agree with most of us. Uh, but I got a chance to walk through the Barstool Sportsbook. That was pretty cool to see. As well as make a couple wagers down. Did not bet any of the game against Detroit and Columbus. So I'm glad I didn't. I would have picked Columbus in that game, and I would have lost my $5 bet, of course. So there's that. But uh, I wanted to make mention of what happened to me and my wife on Tuesday night. We were down at ice level during the warm-up situation. And this woman is woman and her husband are walking down the aisle, of course, as we're standing in front on the first row. Now, they come down the seats. They're in the second row. They come up to both me and my wife, and they and she says to us, Um, excuse me, are you going to stand the entire time that they're going to be warming up? Because we want to see them. Okay, first and foremost, you're a Red Wing fan. You're wearing a Red Wing jersey. So, and we're a Jackets fan, so you're in the jacket end zone. If you want to see the Red Wings, go down to the other end. And she's like, because we want to see them. So you know what me and my wife did? We moved down. Let her get an opportunity to see everything. But the entire time that she was down there, sitting there with her husband, she was deep throating a pretzel with cheese and on her phone the entire time. She was not watching warm-ups like me and my wife were. My wife got a puck from Yakov Voracek, by the way. And yet this this clown tells us to move when she was on her phone the entire time. What a real Karen. I, I just have to say that. And, you know, we're getting, I don't know if it's me or if it's the COVID or anything like that. But have you been noticing more and more nowadays that people are becoming more Karens than anything else? And it's older people. They're becoming more ornery and more upsetting over it take a chill bill relax we made it through covid if you got your shot you got your shot i got my booster yesterday do i feel like crap right now absolutely but i wanted to do the show for you guys tonight so yeah don't be a karen be respectful especially for a team for people that are there to visit see their visiting team You know, you pay big bucks to sit down in the lower bowl. I understand that. But when you're just, you know, not even paying attention for a warm-up, and you're paying attention to, 
you're paying attention to your phone and deep throating that pretzel with your husband. That's ridiculous. Don't criticize my wife. Don't criticize me. It kind of ruined my evening. I can't stand people like that. I can't stand people that you just are so... I'm going to use the word gently here. They're so annoying because they can't get their way. I'm annoyed at that fact. And to those people that do that, shame on you. Shame on you. Plain and simple. Shame on you. But yeah. And I do I do want to make mention of that, by the way, too. Yes, I did get my booster shot. My booster shot, I took it last night. Uh, I got my booster shot through Meyer. Of course, I got the notification that I could get my booster shot. And I did. I uh, woke up this morning. Uh, sore arm. Um, felt perfectly fine. Ran through the day, my other job, did a fantastic job. At about 6.30 tonight, 6.30, 7 o'clock, I just started feeling, like, fatigued. Like, really, really tired. And so much so that I was just sitting there like, do I debate doing this show tonight? And I said, you know what? It's Friday. It's a big weekend in college football. I have to do this show. And to you, the fans that tune into the show, I thank you. Thank you for willing me through this show. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So there's that for you. Uh, Big mention of this too. Last Saturday got an opportunity to see the Walleye in their preseason game against Kalamazoo. Now, I will say this. Tomorrow night is their uh, season opener as they go into Kalamazoo to play. They don't come back home until the first week of November. We will be there. On opening night for opening night hockey in downtown Toledo. The first opening night game in over two years. We will be there. Um, the wife and I will be there, of course. We have our good seats. We have good seats for the game. Uh, I'm hoping maybe she could do the intermission report with me. Throw that out there for you. And we're seeing them play Kalamazoo. The big question I'm going to pose to you, and I'm going to put this as a poll question. To end the podcast tonight. The wife and I have been having an argument about this. Opening night is a special night for a lot of people, of course. And me being in the theater back in the day, opening night meant tuxedo. So the question to you, the fans and the listeners out there. If I do it, it before the fans... Would you want me to be in a tuxedo for opening night against Kalamazoo? Putting that out there. Putting that out there as a poll question. Yes. No. Just stick to a jersey. Those are the three things. Yes. No. Stick to a jersey. We'll see what the poll question is, babe. We'll see what happens. And she just responded with no. We're going to let the fans decide. We're going to let the fans decide whether or not your husband is going to wear a tuxedo on opening night. So that's going to wrap it up for all Andy Alford tonight here on the Facebook Live as well as on the Anchor Network. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap 
the Lions' pathetic probably loss against the Rams. We'll also dive into the rest of the college football spectrum, as well as the Jackets' big game. Now, programming note, make mention of this, too. The Jackets' game will happen Monday night against Dallas. We will have a special post-game edition of all Andy Alford on the Anchor Network. We'll recap the Jackets' game against the Dallas Stars, as well as their game against Carolina tomorrow night. So that programming note, so there will be a late edition on the Anchor Network. So there is that for you. So until I talk to you guys on Tuesday on the Anchor Network, and if you're just watching on the Facebook Live, we'll be back on Friday for a Facebook Live edition of the program. Until then, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home. And to my teams. Go Jackets! Go Walleye. Go Wings. K-Wings, by the way. Go Falcons. Go Irish. Go Western. Come on, Lions. Pull the upset. Pull the upsets. And congratulations, Browns. And go BG. Big home opener tomorrow night. Bowling Green versus Miami of Ohio at Slater Ice House. Welcome back, Burge. Victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy college football. Enjoy the NFL. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday night for another edition of All Andy Alfred. I love you guys. Talk to you then. This has been a special presentation of All Andy Alfred, the Falcon Friday edition. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. You can listen to the replay on our Facebook page after the live show is done, as well as listen to it anytime right here on the Anchor Network.